0: My, My broom, broom. My boom! My Curses! Sisters, look! It's the chocolate covered finger of a man named Clark. Mmm, <laughs> uh, uh. It's candy! Why would the master give us candy? Because he is not our master! He is it? And these are not our goblins! Oh. See oh. Cool it, man! Oh. 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 oh, Weirdos! Weirdos! Sisters! All Hallow's Eve has become a night of freak, oh. where children wear costumes and run amok! 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 amok. Oh, Woody, just one shot! Amok! 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 Oh, one of the most iconic movies ever. And it it is a Halloween movie, but it's one of those movies that I actually watch off season two year-round. Probably once every three four months, when um I'm in the mood for a little SJP... Bette Midler and Kathy Jimmy, and that is, of course, the iconic Hocus Pocus. I mean, obviously. <laughs> for good reason I decided to start this episode off with uh, that clip Um, but first and foremost before all that hi everybody, happy Friday, it's Friday we made it (laughs) oh goodness, another week on Um, it is I, Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, here to bring you all things pop culture based, I have four fabulous stories for you guys today, is it four or is it five let me see, I can never like it's four, it's four, I knew it was four Um, but some really good stuff for you, for for me to deliver to you guys today, as per usual obviously starting off with the story of the day, which is of course having to do with Hocus Hocus Pocus, which is why I started off the episode with the iconic clip, with the amok clip, um, I, but I hope everybody had a really good week, I myself, pretty productive week, it, it went by kind of quickly, uh, I, I don't really have much to share in terms of life updates, um, not much has changed since we last chatted, but that usually happens from Thursday to Friday, like, nothing, literally nothing happens, all I did yesterday that was pretty glamorous was I got a haircut and I went for a walk, which was really nice, um, they're retiling my lobby in my building, which was, which is fabulous, because it's a great building, but, you know, the particular building I... Purchase a unit that is a little bit older, which is great because for me, I bought based on location. Uh, I mean, it's a great unit and a smaller building, but it's a fabulous location right in the heart of West Hollywood, which is fab, um, and a great street too. But they're re- they're like remodeling the building too, like you know, phase uh, by phase, which is fabulous. So I'm loving that, and so because the lobby, obviously, the elevator, I can't take the elevator. I have to take the stairs down, which is great because I love a little exercise. um, You know, going out the side of my building you, you see an entire, entirely new different side of your building, and you, you see, you meet new people, which is cool, I run into new people in my building who I hadn't met yet, I see new neighbors, which is cool, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I love to, you know, fraternize with, uh, you know, other residents of the area, which is great, um, but aside from that, nothing else is new, and, um, this is probably gonna be a a shorter episode, just based on the fact that it is Friday and I'm ready to like party like it's 1999. No, not really. Um, but I do have a very busy day, which is fabulous. I love being busy. I love being productive. Um, and then we have two days of rest, which then obviously we start the whole week again, which is just so fabulous. Um, but aside from that, uh, I don't want to keep dawdling keep you here. Let's get into our first story of the day, which is the most exciting story. I literally scream when I read this. Um, and this is from Deadline.com. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy returning for Disney's Hocus Pocus 2. Woo-woo! I think it had been unannounced a bit earlier a couple months ago that uh, Disney Plus was going to be, uh, producing a sequel of the iconic film Hocus Pocus. Um, and I guess the three girls finally officially must have signed their contracts. In what should come as no surprise, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy are coming back for the Disney Plus sequel Hocus Pocus 2 as the Wicked Sanderson sisters. It's interesting that the studio continues to keep this title for its streaming service as opposed to theatrical the sequel for the sequel set excuse me the sequel set for a 2022 debut back in october during the pandemic disney re-released the movie to notable results in the marketplace seeing close to 5 million from a handful of theaters this despite the fact that the movie was also airing on tv at the time Midler returns as one of her at sanderson and Parker and a Jimmy back as her sisters, Sarah and Mary, respectively. In Hocus Pocus 2, three young women accidentally bring the Sanderson sisters back to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking a new kind of havoc on the world. Um, okay, I'm gonna- let me read the article, and then we'll, we'll go into it, because I have a lot of thoughts about that, just alone, the logline. Um, Pick goes before- oh, what, what am I- am I missing something? Um- Pick goes before the cameras this fall with Anne Fletcher directing, who is taking over directing responsibilities from her friend and colleague, Adam Shankman. Um, Shankman is currently directing the Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted, for Disney+. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Now more than ever, people need to laugh. We should be laughing every day, and there is so much fun to be had with these three unbelievable women playing the delicious characters from such a beloved film, said Fletcher, who's the director. I am so grateful to be able to play a part in bringing these witches back to life and to be working with my friends at Disney again makes it all the more special. This is a movie for everyone, from the fans who grew up with the first film to the next generation of viewers. I can't wait to get it started. Okay, many, many thoughts about this. First of all, I think the concept is great. Modern-day Salem. I'm glad it's still in Salem, and I'm glad that the sisters aren't, like, coming back to New York City or somewhere. I'm glad that it's all in the same place. No, it's tricky because it is modern day, so a lot has changed since the um, original film, i.e. technology, and I wonder if, like, if, like, Instagram, TikTok, like, the whole Gen Z generation is gonna is gonna play into the narrative i have no idea because it's 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 such a different time and that's the only um thing that i'm confused about but in and, and because these girls are from like the medieval times i don't know what generate what when they were living i know the original movie says it but how what is it gonna be like because i know When they came back in the first one, they were riding a bus and, you know, Halloween and, uh, master, master, you know, the TV with that iconic scene where they're at, um, uh, what's that director? He's, uh, he directed The Princess Diaries. Um, he's, he played the devil, but not really. And then Mary's watching the TV, like yelling at it. It's so funny. Anyways. I'm, I'm really excited about this, but what, what to me just fulfills this sequel and actually has, makes, makes me believe that there's a lot of promises that the three girls signed on, and I don't think that they would have come back, especially SJP, because she has the Sex and the City reboot coming up. I don't think they would have come back if the script was damn good, because I'm sure they're well aware of the fact of how beloved this movie is. It's iconic. It's, it's really, it's really iconic, um, and I can't say enough good things about it, like, I, I was just listening to Come Little Children on YouTube as I was driving through my Bluetooth, because I love it so much, and I love the dialogue, and, you know, Allison, I do wonder if Allison's gonna be back, if Thora Birch is gonna be back, if the young man who played Max Thackeray is gonna be back, I do wonder, um, yeah, but really, really good news, I mean, uh, this, I think, is from the fans, and I am a big fan of this movie, so, exciting news! Okay, second story of the day. So in the New York Post, speaking of Sarah Jessica Parker, um, a little bit more news. Like, it's not about her, but indirectly related. All three leading men will return for a Sex and the City revival! This is interesting that this is from the New York Post, not Deadline, Deadline usually, or Deadline, a Hollywood reporter, or a Variety, which usually is, like, the trades and posts sort of the news on, you know, what's coming out. Um, and I couldn't help but wonder, is this a big deal? Chris Noth, John Corbett, and David Einberg are all signed on to reprise their roles in the Sex and the City reboot, and just like that. Um, well... That's really exciting, because that's obviously Big Steve and Aiden, but that does give me a little bit of hesitation, because the actor, Evan Handler, who played Harry, Goldenplatt, Charlotte's main man, it doesn't list him, but I am hoping he comes back, because I, I, I can't see a Sex in the City world, I can't see any world where Charlotte, where any world, any world, excuse me, where Charlotte and Harry end their marriage, because Charlotte had Trey, and then they ended it, and then she went to Harry, because Harry was the golden man. And pretty much gave her the life that she wanted. But yeah, I really hope that he comes back. But anyways, uh, to continue this article, um, a senior production... Ugh, an ad popped up, sorry. A senior production source confirmed to the Daily Mail that viewers will definitely see Big, Aiden, and Steve in the HBO Max series back in February... Chris Nolfe and David Eidenberg had not yet signed out of the reboot, and fans were distraught about the absences, about what the absences of Mr. Big Aiden, Shaw, and Steve Brady would mean to the storyline. The source also revealed that the infamous costume designer, Patricia Field, who style carries iconic looks, will not be returning to the reboot, but will be replaced by stylist Molly Rogers. Rogers... Oh, I didn't know that Rogers has a lot to live up to when dressing the trend-setting fashionista, but worked under Patricia for the series' original run as the stylist, with other impressive credits, including The Devil Wears Prada and Ugly Betty. Oh, then she's gonna be fabulous. Obviously, Kim Cattrall's not gonna be there. Um, and so, as I talked about yesterday, Sara Ramirez, the iconic Sara Ramirez, is joining the cast, which I am... So thrilled and excited for, um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited that the guys are going to be back, and I'm actually I'm thinking that this is going to be really good. I know a lot of people are a lot of are very skeptical of it because you know sometimes reboots are a little bit dicey, but this is a, in fact a reboot that I think we definitely need. Much like the Hocus Pocus sequel is a reboot that we definitely need. There are reboots, you know, that I mean we're in the reboot era. Like this is a reboot that I need uh hocus pocus is what i need in gossip girl everything else can stop like for example if they i mean now that they're not rebooting game of thrones per se but they are extending it to uh, origin series which which is okay and then the lord of the rings series too which is going to be incredible um on amazon i believe um so yeah thrilling news and i'm glad the boys are back and i love it and i can't wait to uh have me some sex in the city back in my life okay third story of the day um, a little bit of a royal, uh, royal update, because there's always royal updates. Page six. Furious! William and Harry say Martin Bashir, BBC interview led to Princess Diana's passing... Um, Martin Bashir, you, you guys know that iconic interview kind of with Princess Diana where she really, uh, is very vulnerable and opens up about the fact that she doesn't think she's going to be queen and a lot of, um, it's, it's an infamous interview. Uh, I think, I, I hope that they actually, um, reenact it or portray it on the crown with Elizabeth Debicki as the Diana, the next, uh, the final, next and final Diana. Um, I'm so hungry, by the way, sorry if you're hearing my stomach, stomach growl, but, like, I'm so starving. Uh, okay, Furious, Princes, William, and Harry have Blasted BBC chiefs and journalist Martin Bashir for tricking Princess Diana into giving her infamous interview, which they say fueled her fear... Which, which they say, excuse me, fueled her, quote, fear, paranoia, and isolation and led to her death. William insisted the paranoia special should never be aired again, adding the interview was a major contribution to making my parents' relationship worse and has since hurt countless others. Harry added, quote, our mother was an incredible woman who dedicated her life to service. She was resilient, brave, and unquestionably honest. The ripple effect of a culture of exploitation and unethical, pra- and unethical practices ultimately took her life. The brothers, whose own relationship is strained, are united in their disgust at Britain's public service broadcaster which aired the November 1995 interview where their mother broke her silence on Prince Charles's affair with Camilla Parker Bowles Camilla Parker Bowles saying Quote, There were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. Oh, yeah, Diana did say that. She was very candid about it. I've watched this interview many times because it's so open and vulnerable. Like, you, you, it's, it's shocking, especially back then. You know, nowadays, it makes sense that people are so open and, and, and uh, speaking so candidly about everything. But for you know, Princess Diana was way ahead of her time. I always believe that in terms of her class, elegance, and her fabulous fashion. Well, Diana was separated from trials at the time, it led to the Queen insisting the couple should finally divorce. In the wake of the divorce, she lost her royal highness title and all the security that came with it. Just two years, in august 97 diana died in a car prat a car crash in paris while on vacation with her boyfriend dodi fayed william and harry were 15 and 12 at the time the princess spoke out in the wake um sorry the princess spoke out in the wake of findings of an official report by laura dyson released thursday which um uh, punished Bashir who wooed Diana into giving the interview by using fake documents, including mocked-up bank statements that reported to show the palace staff being paid for stories about her. The report also slapped down BBC bosses, including former BBC chief Lord Hall, for attempting to cover it up. Late Thursday, William and Harry issued their own statements. William said, quote, It is my view that the deceitful way of the interview was obtained substantially influenced uh, what my mother said. The interview was a major contribution to making my parents' relationship worse, in essence, for countless others. Um, yeah, I mean... Uh, in the article pretty much um and harry said who's made no secret of his dislike of the press added quote to those who have taken some form of accountability thank you for owning it this is the first step towards justice and truth yet what deeply concerns me is the practices like these and even worse are still whites are still widespread today then and now it's bigger than one outlet um i totally believe that and i mean i can't even imagine being her sons and having to you know relive this type of thing but justice for the boys, justice for Princess Diana. I mean, I didn't even think about it that way. Of course it was a, an exploitation interview, one of probably the first of its kind. But, uh, I mean, many of us probably weren't aware of the fact that they manipulated her into this by making up those fake documents. How horrible is that? I mean, nowadays that would never happen because of a PR team, and, you know, they would they would uh, scour through any type of documentation before letting the uh, talent, uh, letting the interviewee uh, even sit down with the person, so... Just, just horrible, and it it makes my um, heart ache. I know many others too that the boys had to go through this, and then of course, learning about the tragedy that is Princess Diana. And um, I mean, it's what's incredible though is she's still such a fixture of fascination. I mean, incredible. I mean, it's not at all a surprise, but it's incredible because I mean, I think people really feel as though she was wronged, and she was. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I wonder if this man's gonna be held accountable in a way of um. I don't know, going to court or what, what, what's the outcomes going to be. I think he stepped down from, I don't, I'm not quite sure of the, uh, detailings of him because I honestly don't want to read anything about him. I want to make sure that, um, the boys are okay, but yeah, very, very, um, very, very sad stuff. And that brings us to our fourth and final story of the day. There, um, there is going to definitely be a trigger warning for this episode. Don't you worry because the story is very, um, very tough. This is from e News. Lady Gaga shares she was pregnant after past painful sexual assault experience. Lady Gaga is getting candid about being a survivor of sexual assault. The 35-year-old pop star guests on the premiere of the premiere episode of Oprah Winfrey and Prince Harry's new Apple Plus DVC unscripted series. The Me You Can't See, which launches Friday, May 21st, and features conversations about mental health. During her segment, Lady Gaga shared details from a time when she found out she was pregnant following non-consensual sex. Quote, I was 19 years old, and I was working in the business, and a producer said to me, take your clothes off, the Oscar winner recalled, and I said no, and I left, and they told me they were going to burn all of my music, and they didn't stop. They didn't stop asking me, and I just froze, and I, I don't even remember... This caused the performer to break down in tears. Lady Gaga, who explained she has decided not to name the producer because she never wants to face him again, went on to share that the industry is abusive and dangerous. She described a time years later when she went on, went to a hospital for pain and numbness, and she was surprised when the hospital sent her, sent a, a psychiatric, a psych, a psychiatrist, excuse me, to see her, um, a psychiatrist, sorry, not psychiat, sorry, uh, rather than a medical doctor, um, first, A quote, first I went full on pain, then I went numb. The poker face vocalist shared, and then I was sick for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks after. And I realized that it was the same pain that I felt when the person who raped me dropped off dropped me off pregnant on a corner at my parents' house because I was vomiting and sick. Because I had been abused, I was locked away in a studio for months. She explained that she felt changed by the pain she had endured, which led to a psychotic break and was still going on when she accepted the Oscar for A Star is Born in 2019. Quote, I had a total psychotic break, and for a couple of years, I was not the same girl, she said. The way I felt when I, excuse me, the way I feel when I feel pain was how I felt after I was raped. I've had so many MRI scans, and they don't find any, and they don't find nothing, but your body remembers. Lady Gaga went on to say that she has more recently dealt with impulses towards self-harm. Quote, you know why it's not good to cut? You know why it's, Not good to throw yourself against the wall. You know why it's not good to self-harm? Because it makes you feel worse, she added. You think you're going to feel better because you're showing somebody, look, I'm in pain. Doesn't help. The star concluded on a hopeful note explaining that years, explaining that after several years, she, quote, learned all the ways to pull myself out of it. It all started to slowly change. Um... I mean, yeah, this is incredibly brave, of course, and very candid of Oprah. I'm, excuse me, of Lady Gaga to uh, speak about this on Oprah and Prince Harry show. By the way, this is why I chose this story because it connected to Prince Harry, and I know he's a huge advocate of mental health. And of course, Oprah's series—he's teaming with Oprah for this new series on Apple Plus, which is fantastic. Um, using their platform for good. I mean, it's it's tragic, and I I mean, I think Lady Gaga using her voice to speak about this um, unimaginable, uh, terrible, terrible moment uh, in her past from her past is just so brave for so many people who maybe don't have the, uh, the, um, the courage or the, you know, the, they're just scared to speak up. And I know Lady Gaga is a huge influence. I mean, I love her and I know millions of others do too. So i um, very brave, but also very, very sad that she, um, still to this day endures the trauma of what comes from such a horrific incident. And I, I, I can't even imagine. And I do I do when when she says that this industry is disgusting and vile and gross, it is. And I'm I'm glad I mean of course after me too a lot of it has simmered down but it's still going on and I I I've never been in a position where somebody has leveraged something in ter- and and expected something in return that was like sexual something, I, I'm, I mean, I'm very grateful, but I do know that it does happen and I have seen some really gross and foul stuff and I know there's one individual, I'm not going to name names because I'm obviously not going to throw anybody under the bus, but I, back when the world was a very different place and people were going out and partying, I think this was in 2016, I was, um, you know, going out with my friends and there is a manager from a company who would always be out with his clients and his friends and, you know, making the rounds. And he was just a very greasy type of person. He still works for a big management company. I'm not even gonna name the name of the company because it's you know, again, it's I, I don't wanna, you know, divulge any, any names or whatnot, but it's there are a lot of creeps and a lot of people who definitely take advantage of the vulnerable and uh pull crap like this, which is just horrible, horrifying, unacceptable, and just all around wrong. Um so But again, very brave of Lady Gaga and I'm really I'm really looking forward to the series, um this Oprah and Prince Harry series. It's um yeah, it's gonna be fascinating. You know, I, I um, am very intrigued, and when I when I watch some of the episodes, I'll definitely you know uh, go back and um, recap them with you guys because it's fascinating so yeah um but yeah those are our those are our four stories of the day everybody that is our that is our week that is my week um I can finally rest my vocal cords and like <laughs> relax cause <laughs> I'm tired but um thank you so much as always for tuning in I'm Andrew DeVitri the mistress of pop culture bringing you all things pop culture you can stream my podcast on Spotify Apple Podcasts Castbox Radio Google Podcasts iTunes the podcast app on the iPhone basically anywhere where a podcast stream um I I have no plan for the week. I'm probably just gonna relax go for a walk see my dog get some food get some yummy food i been going to veggie grill a lot because they have the Beyond burger, which I'm obsessed with, and this delicious lentil soup, which I can't get enough of, and I dip some crackers in it, it's like, mm mm so good, because I don't love eating vegetables, I don't even know if lentil's a vegetable, I think it is a vegetable, because it's definitely not a fruit, I mean, I don't like fruit at all, I don't even know why, it's just like so nasty, you're nasty in the words of Raven smell, maybe I should watch some of That's all Raven, because I do love that, anyways, everybody, have a great weekend, stay safe, and, um, I'll be back with y'all on Monday to chat about what other stories, what whatever stories come out over the weekend, which I hope is in abundance of fabulous gossip, alright, everybody, have a good one, bye-bye!